Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Dave Hanready and there will be no encore. That's right. It's a new world order on the show. Isn't that right, Cullum O'Regan? That's right, Dave. Isn't that right, Craig Fitzpatrick? I think so, but I don't understand the references. And isn't that right? Official fourth member of the show, permanent <laughs> oh. basis, Dahi O'Droni. It's another one for the bad guys. Thank That's you right. Our for life. A wrestling <laughs> fan contingent will enjoy that one, I presume. But yeah, it's happened. I mean, it's been a long audition, and we finally decided to make it uh, official, so yeah. how do you feel? It's good. I think Electric Picnic kind of cl- clinched it. I mean, i kind of been part of the team for a while, <laughs> like a lot of people around the place, but uh, yeah, I mean, after after uh, Electric Picnic and everything, there seems to be a general consensus that no one could step up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to step, step up. up, and there's going to be a lot more kind of bigger, better things coming up, but you need more people because everyone's so freaking busy all the time. So All hands on deck. I'm very, very happy to help my favourite podcast. Yeah. That's, that's what Dahi's I'm here been for. saying that the reason we got that award in the Irish Times was because of his presence and his presence alone. So I, I thought, I well, you know And my absence, and, I believe. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah in your absence, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, gonna go. I wanted to put the heat up you, Craig, so I decided to bring in... <laughs> I do need it, yeah. ...a new member of the bit show. A bit of competition never hurt anybody, <laughs> exactly, really, did yeah, it? Yeah, that's yeah. true, and uh, you mentioned bigger and better, and that's right. Dahi will officially be joining us on on stage on Sunday, October the 14th in the Workman's Club, one month from today, if you're listening to the episode when it drops. 
as it's part be so much fun. of the Dublin Podcast Festival. That's right. Tickets are 13 euro on Ticketmaster. We will have announcements on that to come soon. But for now, get those tickets. It's going to be a fun night out. Are we going to have some like Dahi initiation ceremony as part of the I'm show? I'm going to beat the <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's, going be, there's going to be paddles. Gonna, there's going to be yeah. blindfolds. Hang me on a it's, hook in the cloakroom of the workman's club. There's going to be yeah. exposés yeah. written online for months afterwards. I'm it's, also it's, hoping Just good banter. I'm hoping that my voice won't be as shot as it is in this episode because I'm not. You may Listener, you may have figured out that I'm a little bit under the weather at the moment, but I think it sounds kind of sexy, don't mm, you? No? I don't know. You're not quite there yet. Okay. So how Give did you damage days. your voice, Dave? Uh, by yelling a lot. Crying power, is it? Well, hang on a second. Before we get to that, <laughs> before we get to that, I just want to say, this is going to be a longer episode than normal because it's actually a very packed episode, listeners. Uh, upcoming in the next hour and a half or whatever it's going to be, we're reviewing the Blaze album. How's that going to go down? We have David Kitt in for a conversation. That's going to be really, really good. Yeah. Lots of news. And there's only one place to start, though. We're going to bump up a section of the songs of the week because as Cullen has uh, very subtly, uh, with all the subtlety of the song and the video itself, I, I feel... Let's... <laughs> Let's, yes, let's, let's, let's. Freaks. From what I saw from the chats, you are freaked out by this video. You're so freaked by the song, the video. You're shook, you might say. Well, okay, so let's tell the story, shall we? I don't even know where to start with this. So Hozier has dropped his EP. It's called Nina Cried Power. You heard a snippet of the title track there. Uh, 24 hours before we recorded this podcast, he dropped the video for it. And mm. I honestly don't know which to talk about first. Should we talk about the song first? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. I think the song is terrible. Um, I I don't really get the Hozier thing, and you know I know like you're not allowed to criticize Hozier. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. He seems like a great guy. I'd, I'd love to interview him, and like to be fair, like no, but no, let me let so me just, if you're listening, let, mate. Let, let me just get this out there, right? I mean, like if you see me ever sitting down with a guy, it's not going to happen after what I'm about to say. But the point is, you can, as a journalist, you can interview a subject and not be totally enamored by their work. Like, you, like that's part of the job. Uh, ultimately, I just want to say that I'm not a hypocrite if I end up having a chat with them. Yeah, like Frost okay? Nixon. Okay, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Hand ready hosier burn. So look, Hand ready hosier. Right? He put out this EP and the world began melting down. The Forest King has returned. Give me a fucking break. And uh, like my, my my issue with hosier is nothing to do with the personality of the man because he seems to have a good one. However, I can't buy what he's selling and what he's selling to me to these cynical ears, these realist ears, is uh, a rich white bloke from Bray selling black soul to the masses and I'm sorry but I don't buy it and this track Nina Cried Power yeah Nina is a reference to Nina Simone and he ain't the only name that gets shouted out in this at all he is lining up and swinging for the fences here and just a roll call of like really important uh, black activists and singers throughout history he's got Mavis Staples on board in this track And I'm astonished that people are allowing the world to be so tightly pulled over their eyes in what is one of the most cynical songs, maybe the most cynical song I've heard since the Harry Styles song, and that video. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, I mean... I, song... See, like, I actually, the one thing I'd say is that, like, the video, I wouldn't necessarily equate, because at least, you know, we'll that's referencing Irish struggles. We'll get to the video. Whereas the song, like, undoubtedly... 
the the vibe that I'm getting is like you know it's like Nina Simone, uh, John Lennon, yeah, Joni Mitchell, James Brown, Hosier. Oh, and of it's course, like you yeah. are not in this group. Yeah, it totally reminded me of like Bill Burr's sketch about Steve Jobs and the whole cult of Apple and those ads where it was just like Gandhi, Jesus, this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's totally that thing. It, it, this the whole Hosier thing reminds me a lot of. Go back to the late 80s when you 2 were absolutely massive after the Joshua Tree and they decided they were going to get back to their roots. But their roots were black roots. And they released Rattle and Hum and it was very much that, well, do you know what, we're going to create new standards and we're going to hang out with B.B. King. It and it's that whole Irish, this Irish obsession with like, it's like the commitments. It's, this is the commitments too. It's, <laughs> it's, and it's Mumford and Sons. And, and yet we're like, totally like, we're, we're bowing down like as Hozier is anointed. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm kind of, I'm not as strongly against the whole Hosier thing Come as on, you Come on, you've got In 131 fairness, permanent episodes of bridge burning yeah. to catch up with now, right? <laughs> Lay into him. Catch up, mate. Lay into him, right? <laughs> my issue, fire, I, would my have, I, have, I would have way more issue with the video than I would with the song. Yes. I think the song, like, I think I think any singer-songwriter can come up and actually praise people. I don't, oh no, I don't actually think that is coming across to me like it is Hosier kind of going like, oh, well, I am part of this crew. I think he's more kind of, like, celebrating these people, which is totally his right to do I mean the idea that you were saying like a white guy from Bray who's like not doing anything in fairness he's been pretty vocal and pretty stand up for I a didn't lot say, of movement stuff I didn't say he's not doing anything he has been at all those marches yeah so then, so and, then people should I, be buying I, the idea I, no, that no, he supports no, no. that I, I believe him yeah. with regards to him being a good dude who cares about Ireland and it's changing ways mm-hmm. uh, I'm, just for the record by the way I support the same causes I yeah, support activism I'm not an activist it's, but I, it's just so po-faced and wordy the as, execution of yeah, it and, yeah but as a musician as an artist to position him this way after four years as well to me and like it's so obviously aimed at America as well like it's ridiculous so the video okay right the video drops a week after the thing yeah. came out he said the night before something very special coming tomorrow and boy was it uh, the video has a very lengthy description which begins with this song was intended as a thank you note to the spirit and legacy of protest to the artists who imbued their work with the vigour of dissent and a reflection on the importance of that tradition in the context of the rights and lives that we enjoy today my hope for this video is much the same Ireland has undergone a socio-cultural sea change the results of which will benefit generations to come we are witness to a new Ireland waking to the consciousness of itself a kinder more inclusive nation this video is an attempt to acknowledge just a handful of those who have fought for this new Ireland and whose work continues to inspire me. Now, and, and for all that work, here's your gift. The new song from Hosier. Yeah. Enjoy. Okay, who wants to describe the video? The video is uh, various activists from various causes in Ireland. Um, there's the Repeal the Eighth, um, Marriage Equality, uh, some who have uh, been oh, right, protesting, right. Yeah, the, yeah, the the church and 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 Catholic abuses, uh, protests against direct provision, um, disability rights, a whole host. And to his credit as well, and and you know, again, like there's a lot of stuff on this. You know, you have to kind of like qualify it by saying like, you know, well, now he is doing well on this part. Um, he's kind of like that thing put apart in his website, which actually gives a full profile of everybody involved mm-hmm. in the video. Again, with the idea of drawing eyes to them, and that's to be applauded. But they're mm-hmm. all sitting there kind of watching footage of I guess their own protests essentially and their own causes while they gently groove to <laughs> presumably this song on okay, headphones it is like, this first song. Of all, no it, it can't be it this is. song it is this song they it's hear like this song their first the first time what is the song inference song like, oh no like, way yes they're yeah, all yeah. wearing okay they're all wearing headphones Stephen Ray is there yeah no no no, 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 no. Yeah. Anna Cosgrave is there Hosier's there this is the thing they're all 
They're hearing all, it for the first all, time. I love when Hosier comes to the realization that his music is so deep. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Got- but this is this is the main issue, right? It's like yeah. he is like this is Hosier. He's got like an amazing pull. He probably has a good amount of funds to actually get this done. Yeah. He he has all these incredible people who are willing to come on a video, and it just feels like the execution isn't good enough like it just like I mean it's a projector in front of people with headphones on it's just not visually appealing and you could do so much I mean you could go back through the fucking annals of everything that all these people have done found amazing footage pulled it in actually done a full thing and even instead of like you know just having them listening to a song you know you could even break down the song and have them talk about their stuff and actually get these people to like I mean there's there's just so many better ways to execute this great idea in my opinion like a brilliant idea yeah it's like but they, they just it also it looks like, like a, a fucking gap ad. Well, no, it looks like he's tried to do a homemade reeling in the years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. And obviously, just soundtrack it himself. But it's, even like the, the visuals behind, you can't even see what's going on. Yeah. It's like it's not even. Oh, it's, it's like it's like uh, it's like a waste. A, no, it's like an Apple store that is like test these new headphones, like because these yeah. new headphones are made out of struggle. I mean, <laughs> like, like don't get me wrong. I mean, again, I support the causes, but I just find this to be, this is self-indulgence on a Bono scale, and I found myself, my fucking blood was boiling. I was like, I can't believe. To, yeah. It's like a parody. I can't believe to people go, are swallowing this. To go back this. to Bono, like, do you remember U2's, like, Windows in the Sky, Skies, or whatever it was called, song, where they did a video, they were like, paying tribute to some of their heroes and things like that Uh but at least in that music video it was them in the audience watching footage of these great acts it wasn't like the Ramones listening to a U2 song (laughs) and yeah it's very much like hello I am now your new Jesus (laughs) I'm your new folk Jesus I mean at the end of the day even if the even if the hype is unfounded I mean I guess the good thing to come out of it is if it is working then it's working and that's kind of a good thing right for what though for who who's it working to raise awareness for, for Amazon, the who are Alexa. For Alexa. Yeah. Oh, sorry. To raise, that's, to raise no, 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 no. Hang on. That's that's a bit of a contradiction in terms, isn't it? When Hozier goes on Twitter and says, "Hey, thanks, Amazon," because he's like, "Hey, Alexa, play the new Hozier track," and it does. Yeah, man. Very, very woke. Shouting out a fucking company that doesn't allow its warehouse workers to take piss breaks. Yeah, man. Bezos tried power and is, <laughs> and is controlled by the richest man in the world. That's the most Twitter take I've ever heard concerned. you say. That's so like, yeah, he well. Is, he, said he this is thing, more concerned. That guy is more concerned with, with, with Amazon having their own fucking Game of Thrones than, than human rights. And here's Hozier, <laughs> lovely Hozier, who cares about the world and wants it to just be a good, better place, shouting out the most evil corporation. But it well, is, like we're all complicit in that, aren't we? I mean, there are no innocent bystanders. Of that's course not. <laughs> we're not among them. But the point is, I just feel like. I'm really stunned and taken aback by how many people are falling for this. I think it's really cynical. I think it's quite embarrassing, a little bit insulting. And the music itself, the, that EP is fairly, fairly ropey. I, like, yeah, I disagree with that. I actually yeah, to, I like the other tracks, stuff more. Track yeah. to the last two, Shrike is a brilliant Shrike's track. Shrike's fine. Think. People are way too hyperbolic. And it. also in that EP is also showing that he's actually exploring more than just... Uh, uh, this song is a bit like... Sounds like everything that Hosier's done Hosier before. Yes, yeah. it's like belt out. But then there's a cer- certain tracks where, like, you know, he's he's going on a higher pitch. He's like trying yeah. different things, trying different production. I mean, I I actually think the EP is actually pretty good. I think it's bang the rest average. Of the EP is okay. I think it's bang average. I think he makes bang average. This music. song is probably one of the weaker ones out of the EP. The yeah. second track on the EP, um, which is like some abbreviation of like what no one, no one fucks with my baby, no one fucks with my baby, <laughs> is track nine on every middling grunge album you've ever heard in the mid nineties. And you've heard them all. <laughs> I have heard them all. I have them all on compact disc back in my house in Drada. So you um, should like it then. <laughs> well, I've I've grown up and moved on. Some people, on the other hand, um, look. Here's the thing: if you're into Hozier, great. I I'm not. 
Uh, and, and also, Hosier, and also Hosier, come on the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also put out, I, I, put out I put out an incredibly sarcastic tweet about this situation, and I think a lot of people haven't realized that I'm being sarcastic about it. So yeah. I no. just, I, I wonder. I mean, the problem is, it's a, it's a hard thing to criticize because of the ideas. Are bulletproof, he's bulletproof, such a, man. Such a positive. I've been talking idea, to people you know? who aren't enjoying it and are saying, oh, "I'm not going to say that in public." Yeah, <laughs> I had people send no encore. <laughs> I, had people, I had people sending me private messages today saying, "Like, oh, hilarious tweet, man," and I'm like, "Yeah, like it then." Oh, they can't because Hozier's the new fucking game in town, and I don't know, maybe, maybe. The reach it's was not quite the new to, game to in town. Down like, this I mean, podcast. Been away for four years. <laughs> Garlic bread. I mean, I just think that like, like, we're, articles that like declare him like the bard of the risen people. Can we stop this? Can we just calm down? Who you, did that? You wonder how many people he's the Irish Times. Una Mullally, who yeah. I like, yeah. by the way, I think she's yeah. really good. And the then Bard of the Risen the Bard people. people. Gee, that sounds like some sort of like terrifying children's cartoon, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the he, Bard of the Risen yeah, People. He'll take Don't you go down, down to the woods. He'll take you to the Amazon. Yeah, but in rhyme. It's just really upsetting. Yeah. Uh, like, like uh, again, just to underline this because we live in a very sensitive society, and you know that's fine. I support the message. But the medium is the message, as Marshall McLuhan once said. Yeah. Mm. I wonder how much uh, say he had in the video. I think his, it was brother, his brother. His brother, brother did it, so you'd hope he So probably very little. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, let's move on right. to the news. And let's take the tone way down, because a week ago to pretty much the day, Mac Miller, American rapper, passed away at the age of 26 from an apparent drug overdose. And a very, very sad story. I can't say that I was hugely knowledgeable of Mac Miller and, and I wasn't, you know, very familiar with his work. I knew of him. Um, but it seemed that he had a very quiet rise. He was very prolific. He released five albums in the last uh, seven years. Mm. His most recent one, Swimming, came out in August and was critically acclaimed. Seemed like it was doing well. In that same month, he was served a DUI order following a very bad car crash he was in in May, which was a lot of people were kind of hoping it might be a wake-up call. He was very public about his struggles with addiction and substance abuse. He said on a podcast before that he'd done drugs since he was 10 years of age, but he was also very careful in the same breath to say that, look, I'm a cautionary tale, I'm not glamorizing this, this is my lifestyle. Perhaps most famous on a mainstream scale for being uh, in a relationship with Ariana Grande for a couple of years. She left him, obviously, I guess it became too much is the speculation. And as a result, like in the immediate aftermath of his death, like, I mean, because this is how fast pop culture moves now. She was blamed by a, a, a very vocal and toxic mm-hmm. element of people who use social she media. Like deactivate her. She t- turned off Instagram her comments on Instagram. Yeah. And, I mean, it's one of those situations where, like, a person's life and death has been overshadowed by this kind of horrible infighting. Uh, Fanula Jones, friend of the show, wrote an excellent piece for The Day of the Edge in which she said that, you know, the death of Mac Miller has exposed her misogynistic tendencies. And I guess a couple people really wanted to prove her point because she was sent some very vicious email, mm. uh, an email or two by fucking losers, like, afterwards, uh, instantly proving her point using vicious, very... Uh, vocal language yeah. uh, you would only direct to someone if you were a misogynist uh, I wrote a piece for Joe basically just saying that like this is a tragedy and the music industry needs to learn from it and I think it does I think once again we find ourselves having conversations about mental illness and addictions not being carefully catered for and you would hope that this will ring out longer than the average news cycle it's well, just a very sad story I'd, like you wonder if we will learn from it because it seems like in the music industry and these kind of struggles it's gone from people being like from this kind of thing being romanticised and like they're your idols and 
I was think, just thinking the other day when you think of like the likes of I don't know Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain all these guys that are like 27 you don't realise until you're past 27 how feck it, like they're all just kids like yeah. and they're seen as like these heroes and now we've gone the complete opposite side where people are on social media and they have instant opinions and they're just getting very toxic and nasty about these things it's ugh, well I don't know productive constructive middle ground you know me I don't put an awful lot of weight on social media at the best of times it's really not for me wise man yeah this this is another great example of it I mean I think as well as misogyny this kind of revealed two more particularly malignant patterns uh, which are probably more regarding mental health and also just straight medicine which is you know like addiction is an illness it's not a symptom yeah you don't blame something else for triggering this or something like that. This, this was obviously an issue that he, you know, dealt with and vocally, uh, you know, kind of admitted to for an awfully long time. And it's absolutely tragic that he lost his battle with it. But this notion that there's, you know, kind of like this internet sleuthing to be done of mm. what killed Mac Miller. Um, yeah, it seems it seems pretty prevalent. Like he's, yeah, it, mm. like it, 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 it's just, it's completely wrong, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's horrible news, obviously. Uh, and I mean, I guess returning to his music, um, which we still can do, uh, his rise was really interesting because he got a lot of um, popularity quite quickly. Um, and that Blue Slide Park album, um, which was released when he was quite young, I mean, it didn't look incredibly promising. There was kind of, you know, was it a bit frat music? It was is very it a bit frat of a, It's rock, derivative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To see his evolution as an artist, it's been, while yeah. staying in the spotlight, uh, it was really kind of something special. It seemed like he had a lot more to give. Like he did a recent Tiny Desk performance, yeah. those concerts, and it was just fantastic yeah, stuff. So yeah. from that point of view, uh, a huge loss. Yeah, and one thing that was very apparent uh, in the aftermath was just how highly he was thought of by yeah, so many people. Dude, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like SZA was saying that like at one point he was like her main friend in LA and really showed her kind of around and everything. And like he just seemed to every single person on Instagram that I could see other artists were just saying he was part of this like really good community mm. and was an amazing friend to people which is kind of an incredible thing to say for <laughs> LA musicians you know yeah. what I mean like it yeah. seems like yeah. pretty rare you know but yeah there was also like Post Malone was like walking down the street a day later oh, I saw that and yeah. some guy with like a fucking broadcast video camera was going up to him and like <laughs> interrogating him in the moment and Post Malone didn't tell him to fuck off and like actually answered his questions while crying that's not the answer either guys yeah please stop doing stuff like that if you're listening. Well, true. <laughs> but, yeah. Like I say, when people are so hungry for instant reaction, that's what's going to happen, so. Yeah. I don't know. Well, one reaction that has come out this week in the news is uh, one I didn't see coming. And it, it really calls my Song of the Day project on Twitter into question. Because I've already put this song in there, guys. Oh, dang. Let's hit the music. <laughs> Awful person. Let's hit that music.
That's Misery Business by Paramore. Awful for a number of reasons, Dave. <laughs> thought it was a great, great tune. Great tune. Great tune. Great tune. No, great no, pop no, tune. <laughs> now, why is this back in the news so many years on? Uh, Hayley Williams has basically announced that they are not going to be playing the song again, or at least not for a really long time. Uh, she announced it uh, on stage in their Nashville hometown. She said, this is a choice we've made that we feel because we should. We feel it's time to move away from it a little. Basically, it's been criticised for being anti-feminist uh, for an awfully long time, it should be added. Uh, for the lines, once a whore, you're nothing more. I'm sorry, that'll never change. She hasn't actually sang those lines herself at some shows in the past. She kind of like holds the microphone to the audience or just does nothing at all frankly and in an interview last year she said that um, she'd done years of soul searching about it before anyone else decided there was an issue when an article about it became circulating I sort of had to go and rehash everything in front of everybody. It was important, however, for me to show humility. I was 17 years old when I wrote the lyrics in question. And if I can somehow exemplify what it means to grow up, get information and become any shade of woke, then that's A-OK with me. Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously, particularly in live performance, it's all about the evolution song and what it means to the artist um, at that time. But... I don't know if it was, she says, you know, the lyrics were ripped from high school diaries and stuff. If that was a moment of time and it's a, it's the song everyone kind of identifies with. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's the portrait of a young teenage girl yeah, being yeah. mean to another one. And then, I mean, if, as long as she can say that, you know, she's learned from that yeah. mistake, then surely the song should be set in time, you know. I suppose it's completely down to her in terms of if she feels herself that she can't identify with those lines and thus can't perform her properly but yeah. you would hate to think she was under some weird pressure to just ditch this I mean, kind of you can, you can also probably think that like you know she's probably thinking of a 16, 17 year old person who's listening to it right now and wondering True. is that going to affect yeah, yeah, that person point. in a bad way you know yeah. although you'd have to ask just how many 16 year olds out there right now are <laughs> Jamming to, two know, I mean, jamming to 2007 yeah. Paramore. Maybe it's their Africa, Toto, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, artists do this quite a lot, but usually it isn't kind of um, called up on because, you know, social media and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, the Manics, even with uh, Motel Junk, like, James Dean Bradfield hasn't sang that line about, like, I laughed when Lennon got shot in... 15, 20 years because he was just like I was a stupid kid and trying to be provocative and I don't mean it anymore. Mm. So, you know, it happens. I actually to. always took the line as like a form of satire. like some, yeah. kind of, some kind of like social commentary. And also I think like with lyrics as well, there's always that poetic license where you're like, well, I mean like, is this really them? It's like, it's like an yeah, actor in a film. Whatever, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, I don't think... Unless what you're saying is, is disgusting, like, you know, it's like some kind of horrible hate speech or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think it becomes... Things are open to interpretation, but also, to be fair, it's up to Hayley Williams. That's what I'm saying. You know, In the live context, yeah, of course, it's like whatever she feels about forming, but yeah, it's not a case of we're deleting this from, you know, all streaming services and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's her own the decision. Question, the question is, Dave, would you go to a Paramore show if they weren't playing Misery Business? I missed out on a Paramore show the last time they were over here and I heard it was actually awesome. So, But I would because they have better songs and I regret my choice for my Song of the Day project which, by the way, is on Twitter at HanReadyDave. Still going. Still going. Uh, Fall Out Boy were in there at one stage. Mm-hmm. What song? And they're next on our list. Uh, they had a song called The Kids Aren't Alright from a couple of years ago. I thought it was quite affecting and bittersweet. Yeah, it's a good song. The Westboro Baptist Church aren't fans. <laughs> Is that right, Craig? <laughs> They're still in action. Like, I, I thought they had disbanded. I didn't realize there was still a going Also, the it's just kind of being whittled yes. down. It's such a great stage. name for a hardcore band as well. Really Westboro Baptist Church. Isn't it, it's pretty good, right? But didn't it seem like at one point when like, Louis Theroux was hanging out with them, half the younger members seemed a bit artistic and they might form a breakaway band and all this <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. But there's still enough of them to make a bit of a fuss at pop concerts. So, yeah, members from the controversial Westboro Baptist Church 
Church have announced that they will pick at the upcoming Fallout Boy show in Kansas City later this month. Um, so it's it's listed on their online picket schedule. I like how organised they are. It also lists Rod Stewart and Cindy Lauper concert. Well, concert. they're lawyers. They love nothing more than a good spreadsheet. <laughs> it's not the first time they targeted Fallout Boy. Back in 2014, they recorded a parody version of the band's track "Thanks for the Memories," titled "Thank God for Everything," and that, of course, is spelled "Thank You." Thank you, thank you, very classics. Yeah, I'd like. I don't know. I'd, I'd quite enjoy, I think, if I was kind of like, you know, psyched up young man going to a gig yeah, and then saw great. them protesting. It'd oh, really yeah. put me it in a mood. That'd be great. Like, yeah, yeah. Even as a, even as a band, I'd say you'd be fucking delighted. Like, yeah. Really uh, cool. They picketed the Warped Tour last year. Uh, five <laughs> protesters, completely outnumbered by the bands. That's good um, because they can cover a wide range of bands instead of going to each individual yeah, game. Well, no, but the church had to leave after 20 minutes because <laughs> the bands basically just like surrounded them sharing messages of love. Aww. They also had a run-in with Foo Fighters in 2015. The group rode out to meet the protesters in the back of a pickup truck, playing Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up on a loudspeaker, which is an effective way of dealing with it that situation. It just never gets up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I'm coming after Rick Astley as well. In many ways, the hosier of his time. <laughs> Let's have a listen to a track by our special guest this week, the man by the name of David Kidd. It's like lightning It's like lightning I'm watching your wings Every beat It's like lightning Lightning Lightning, 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 lightning Delighted to be joined on the encore by David Kidd. Hello, how are you? Good, thanks. That's what we do. Yeah. That's that's how we do it. Miniature <laughs> studio of loss. Make people immediately uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's release day, a new six-track EP, Like Lightning, which is one of the tracks on your album Use that came out already this year. But now that's back as part of this new collection of songs. So what prompted the move here? Um, well, I guess it's kind of like traditional. I, I guess I grew up with records where you had like two or three singles with B-sides, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the Badly Drawn Boy album, Era of Bewilder Beast, and he had like a few EPs around them which yeah. featured tracks from the album with five or six B-sides. And you can fit about, like with decent quality, you can fit about 20, 25 minutes on a 10-inch single. So it was really just about availing of all the room that was on it mm. and to try and create a kind of a, a body of work that kind of worked on its own or a little six tracker. It's kind of like a mini album. Um, and I suppose I've, I have a lot of stuff that maybe falls in between the cracks of the New Jackson stuff and the David Kidd stuff and um, instrumental stuff that just yeah. goofing off kind of ideas that end, end up turning out pretty nice. And I suppose being on All City, there's just like that you have that license to kind of do it, use it, use the format for whatever you want. So 
that's kind of it, really. I was going to ask you about that actually as well because, I mean, I think people know you just as much now for New Jackson as they do um, for David Kitt, and like there's obviously very clear differences between the two of them. But do you have a very clear idea of, say, the difference between the two of them? No, not well. <laughs> I probably have a clearer idea yeah. as time goes on. Yeah, I think you know, like I think even the Nightsaber, the last mm. record I put out under my own name in two thousand nine, had one or two you know, almost like Chicago House type yeah. tracks on it um, that were hinting at the, like that they almost could have been on uh, the, From Night to Night. Um, and then in some ways, something like Put the Love In It, which was a, one of the singles from the New Jackson album, could have been on, I think, what the next David Kidd record is going to be because that's going back a bit more beatsy mm. and a bit more electronic. And I think what the New Jackson stuff is just becoming more either an instrumental or guest vocalists or very da- like more yeah, dancey yeah. and more Going techno heavier, or something yeah. heavier and darker yeah, or something like but uh, it's still it it shifts all the time because mm. you get songs you know something like There Will Always Be This Love obviously you know you just get these songs within the New Jackson thing that you go geez that's actually a good song I could I could do with that yeah. I, don't have, <laughs> I don't have that many were you, um, that good. were you surprised by the reaction to the New Jackson album I mean like Pitchfork in particular gave it a very glowing review and they can be extremely pernickety about things and as regards like the choice uh, music prize this year I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but I've said a lot already so I was in the room on the judging panel and it was very 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 close in, at the end it was like one, yeah. of, one of the favourites in the room so yeah. a lot of love for that album Mm. yeah no it's like I put a lot of work into it and I'm proud of it it was like I thought it was a de- decent I actually hadn't heard I was doing a gig in Belfast uh, last weekend and they had it on as I was setting up you know I was like Jesus that's, that's not bad like I mean <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also I, slightly awkward on their part isn't it it's a bit awkward yeah, yeah but you you hear all the work you know you kind of go Jesus I spent a long time on that and then you know I'm trying to get it right and just hearing it and hearing not much wrong with it or something you know but at the same time it's just yeah it's it's all a bit like the re- the way things are received is completely random at this stage from from records I've put out over the years where like I thought okay this is the one, I mean I've taught that for the last six or seven and it, and it kind of like I mean you might get pitchfork and you get a few bits but it didn't like it didn't snowball into gigs which is I'm used to getting decent reviews for records and and not much else mm. happening so it was kind of a little bit of that again but it's. It's starting to creep up internationally. You just see where the plays are popping up on Spotify. You can see, you know, it's it is more international than than my senior songwriter stuff, I suppose. Yeah. Do you feel so. like the kind of new name even just changes the narrative slightly for people, even if there's not cl- totally clear delineations between the David Kitt material and the new Jackson stuff? It just kind of it's a new lease of life. It's like okay, people know you're established. You do a certain thing. It's really just signalling, okay, this is something new. Let's talk about it. I guess. Yeah, well, also, it's just, it's like, a compl- like from Facebook, you could see, like, the people who follow it are, are it's completely internet. It's, they're very separate, you know, there's, yeah. no, there's not a huge thing, amount yeah. of overlap, um, which is great in mm. some ways. Yeah, because you're almost um, doubling your audience then. Right? Yeah, you are, and you're, you're kind of, like, it's, yeah, it's a much more international profile, and, you know, what's happening now is some of the younger kind of more dance kind of electronic or all city type you know listeners or you know coming through people buying records are are getting into my singer songwriter stuff and they're hearing it in kind of the way I intended it in the first place yeah, they're, they're hearing all the electronics and they're hearing the more 
you know, someone compared it to Dean explosion. Blunt the other day, and I was just thrilled. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot better than getting spent. You know, so the last it's totally changing years. the context of your older stuff as well, which is it amazing. really is, yeah. yeah, and probably makes it closer to what how it was intended. Yeah, Great. so it's like. Yeah. You kind of mentioned, you know, that like when you're creating music for one, you can sort of think, oh, that fits the other, basically, between New Jackson and David Kitt. Do you have to actually separate when you're working then? If you, like, if you think, oh, that's a David Kitt song, best put that away for six months and focus on the New Jackson thing, or is it just keeping plates spinning? It's keeping plates spinning mainly, yeah. I mean, I do have to, when things need to be finished, you kind of have to just like get stuck in and, and put the hours in mm. uh, finishing things and just you know you're just listening to the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and you know the story it's like um, but then when you're in that loop and you're a bit like I guess just running out of energy sometimes it's really great to just pull up a project from the other side and, and get into it in a kind of more recreational way and also get playing guitar when I'm working on the new Jackson stuff <coughs> becomes a a form of procra- healthy pr- procrastination or something, you know, it's like, uh, and that's when a lot of good ideas spring from, I think, when you're supposed to be doing something else. I sure. think we all probably, you know, you, everyone I think has that thing where it's just, if you're, you know, it, it was that thing I remember being in school where you, if you're supposed to be studying, that was when I wrote my best. So it's good to have two where it gives, it allows room for that healthy procrastination I suppose or whatever way you want to put it as regards this latest project can I ask you to pronounce the fifth track on this one is it Welsh because I was looking earlier on and I don't know it's Betty Coed yeah it's um, it's a town in Wales it's a really picturesque amazing beautiful place in Wales where we stayed myself and Margie Lewis when we did our first tour of the UK and we hadn't been together that long. We we uh, stayed there, on it was like last stop before Hollyhead, before coming back to Ireland. We had oh, an amazing yeah. night there, and we wrote that track together, kind of just sitting outside. Yeah, so kind of. Uh, I was going to ask you about that as well, actually, because I mean, Margie, I presume, is doing all the strings on this as well. Yeah, and it almost yeah. feels like that's become a really important part of the actual David Kidd sound itself as well, right? Really has, yeah, yeah. It's huge. I mean, it's amazing the sound that she can get for one person. Yeah, yeah like, she's um, incredible. Like, yeah. With all the effects and stuff and and the way she uses her voice as well as a kind of a texture and an instrument as well as singing. So, um, yeah, it's it's like, it's it's massive. It's like... I guess it's a big life thing, right? Like it's kind of like you know a mix between both the music and your life kind of thing. Right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, and you have to be careful with that stuff. But it's kind of become because she's working full time now, and I'm really busy with other stuff. So it's become a little bit like, you know, if the gigs aren't too taxing with travel and stuff, it is actually a nice way to spend time together. Although mm. it would be probably better to just take a holiday. If that's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the track itself is, is really, really elegant and quite elegiac. It actually reminded me quite a bit of the score work done by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis on their, their soundtrack. Wow, well, so thanks, can, yeah. And it, and that's in the space of like two and a half minutes. I, yeah. I, I got the sense that this was about a lived-in person. Like there was, like the personification even in, this, in just this instrumental was quite strong. I mean, like, is that something that you could see yourself moving to at some point? Like to, to give you more work, basically. I, like, you're not you're not busy well, enough. Obviously. No, well, <laughs> well, the difference with that work is you get paid for it. I suppose. It's like, um, so that's a yes. That would be nice. so that's a firm yes. Okay. Um, no, I mean that that's my dream job. To be honest, if I could do that, uh, if I could do that, like 70 percent time, that's what I'd love to do. Yeah, you know, just mm. be able to get stuck in, 
put in an honest day's work for an honest day's pay and you know <laughs> and then have to something to show for it at the end and also just to escape that kind of like lyrics are tough you know they're they're, they're really hard work um whereas music comes very very naturally and and working with something to bounce off is just again it's just it's like yeah it's, it's so much easier is that getting harder now i mean obviously you know you kind of came to prominence in the media recently for a facebook post that you made which was feeding yeah. off an article that you wrote yeah, about yeah. Dublin is kind of but i mean like you mentioned the idea of like an honest day's work for like an honest like an honest pay for an honest day's work like as a musician is that becoming less and less um yeah like it's a tricky one you know because you're not under you know you you learn over the years that it's not a fair industry and all that stuff. And so you're not like, it's not a really a case of feeling sorry for yourself. There's a choice you make, you know, like, I mean, you are making a choice to do the thing you love, you know, inverted quote unquote, or whatever it's the <laughs> American listeners say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actual air quotes. <laughs> but uh, it's like, so, you know, I, I don't like getting into that feeling sorry for myself thing because it's not even that like I made the decision myself and I have to live with the consequences and I'm very much committed to the cause of making music. But there is a point where you go, yeah, yeah, yeah it just gets foolish when you can't, A, when you can't say afford to live in the town that you come from or just, uh, so I guess, long term stuff, you know, I'm like, I'm 42 now. So you kind of start to get to a point where you're like, Jesus, like I need to start saving some money or whatever mm. it is, you know, and plan for the future. Or for uh, you're, I mean, I'm, I'm already getting to ads on fucking Instagram for like pensions and <laughs> it's like it's all end game stuff. <laughs> Have you considered? Better start making uh, your arrangements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you do, mate, don't start watching daytime TV because then you're going to start really getting right, paranoid. Geez, Life insurance. Uh, you know, yeah, Instagram's yeah. established when the role those ads just like, yeah, enough people are on that platform it's crazy yeah now I saw Damien Dempsey talking recently about how he, he's just like I don't think I'll ever be able to have children because I wouldn't be able to support him and you think oh, Jesus like, yeah, he's doing that huge does, gigs yeah jeez yeah, I'm surprised to hear that yeah, yeah. even with him you know like that's the thing you, you, you really think someone like like I would assume he's doing better than me but then you know then like there's so many people probably who just say the exact same yeah, thing about you yeah right? exactly like, yeah. And, I I'm, I'm, I'm well, lucky I mean, that I have two, t- two different separate yeah, projects yeah, or whatever yeah. like I mean, yeah. we had this conversation actually, speaking of the week uh, of the Choice Prize when uh, John Barker was here and we were kind of reminiscing yeah. of the years where we judged it, but how occasionally in that room someone would go, you know, oh, so-and-so doesn't really need it. And you're like, no, no, these are musicians they in Ireland, like, unless you too yeah. are nominated, they all need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's yeah, nobody yeah. living off the fat of the pig's yeah, back yeah, yeah. here, like, oh, you know? sorted, like, yeah, yeah. No, I had already planned how I was going to spin that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when someone told me, no, because I didn't actually think... I was pushing for you to go, I did, my, I did my best. I made, I made a serious case in that room. I ostracised myself from nine other judges, okay? I tried. I was going to spend nine of it on modular synths and then... Yeah, of course you were. Put the other grand away for a rainy day. For, the <laughs> for another modular synth. <laughs> Uh, but what is what is the future? Because obviously there was a response to your post that time, and I mean, is it a case of I'm out of here, or is there a possibility of you sticking around? Um, well, yeah, like it's unfortunate because you know you it was a bit dramatic the post maybe, and part of you goes, oh shit, now you I feel have like to. you have to leave now. Well, there's that, <laughs> and there's me, and then it's like your mates texting you, go, geez, what's going on? Like, can can we go yeah, for yeah. going away points and all this kind of stuff? <laughs> <laughs> And like, it just so it was like so fucking Irish. It's a shame you're going, but let's yeah, let's yeah. get wrecked. 
But I think in me, like it was really just, I think everyone's going through the same feelings at the moment. I'm particularly yesterday with the, like with the images of those guys in the balaclavas, but like backed up by the guards. And it's like, there's a, there's an anger and a despair. And I think uh, like Una's article, I don't know if that's me, right? There's a, Una's article was kind of, sorry. <laughs> uh, Una's article, I suppose, rang true for me. And all I was really doing was, kind of chiming in to, to offer her a, a, a case in point it's yeah, also like, it's your page you're allowed to do that that's why yeah, I, yeah, I felt yeah, some people yeah. were like what's he talking about I was like it's his page <laughs> like it's his voice you're allowed to yeah. express yeah, no, I, I, it's very strange how like because someone said to me yesterday he was like I can't see how anyone would have any objection to what you know what I mean like, apart from yeah, maybe yeah. a Fina Gale supporter like I died in the wall right like who was going how dare you assault, insult our p- political party or something like that mm. where you were like you had an affiliation to but like, you know, and then it became about the Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael thing and all that, which is, if it was Fianna Fáil, I would have said the same thing. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, I, I don't, that was just an opportunity for a different kind of scrap. But like, I yeah, I, I think like in terms of my own situation, which I, you know, was, was kind of dragged into it. Yeah, it is very much a... Uh, like, it was more about the decision to leave, like that ultimately long-term... I can't see like each time you're evicted from somewhere or you're given notice, you're relying on a miracle, you know, like mm. to find something that kind of works. Yeah. And I found something that takes me up till Christmas. You know, my girlfriend has to stick stay here till March to sort out like because uh, she's Australian, so it's kind of more you know visa status type stuff. Anyway, like it's 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 a uh, I'm going as soon as I possibly can, but I can't. It's not like you just can jump on the next Ryanair flight and you know get out of here but it was more about the decision that the reality is and like you know people were saying about moving down the country all that kind of stuff it's not really uh, feasible I mean if I again if I had a lot of money and I was making soundtracks or something yeah great I'd, I'd I'd move to Wexford or anywhere I'd move to the west coast in a heartbeat I'd, I'd, I'd love to live that kind of lifestyle but the way I work I have to be near an airport for that one gig a month that I get in wherever it is <laughs> and uh, you know it's like like the unfortunate thing is a lot of my my kind of just easy Nixer work or the offers I get are for like you know a theatre in Mayo or Sligo or wherever it is and that's the biggest thing about up and oh yeah you, know, you have to fly back obviously. yeah you have to fly back so you add a cost and you kind of like yeah. and then you kind of so you're starting from scratch so it's 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 a scary prospect I think the idea the the point I was making really was just I think reflected what a lot of people are, are thinking about at the moment yeah, absolutely just, yeah. uh, that's all it was it's like you know um, unfortunately you kind of end up I'm still like yeah like there's mates going oh yeah like so, where, so what are you doing still here or are you big fucking drama queen and all this fucking you know I'm getting in all sorts of abuse and you're going Jesus Christ like you know it, it got traction for something that's like an important thing for people to be talking about yeah. and there is like I think there's a rising tide of dissent which is really healthy and, yeah. Um, so yeah I mean hopefully the, the energy that came that was involved in the marriage referendum and repeal the 8th and you know there's definitely something in a 22 year old now that an idealistic 22 year old that has had those successes is buoyed yeah, yeah. by that you would hope that that's what they turn their attention to yeah, you know, whatever, yeah. 
Yeah, which would be amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it hasn't affected the output. I mean, like, you remain a very prolific musician. I mean, would the 22-year-old David Kitt look upon you now and be like, yeah, this is pretty good. I'm going to keep on going with this. Yeah, I think he probably would have done a couple of things slightly differently. <laughs> 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 if he had another chance. I mean, there's loads of, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities that I didn't realise at the time were opportunities, that were quite how big those opportunities were. And, you know, when I was on a major label, bringing my friends all to France and just like doing magic mushrooms and doing Afro rock jams, you know, <laughs> on a massive budget, <laughs> not realizing <laughs> this is costing me 2,000 <laughs> quid a day. It's last forever. <laughs> totally it's the worst worth music <laughs> I'm ever going to make in my life. And like now I'm scrounging to get those two days in that fancy studio or whatever it is, you know, like and there's little things, but you know, you can't. Yeah, like, I mean, the two records I listened to, like, two of the records I listened to summer uh, when I was 18, living in Paris, were David Gray, Century Ends, and Tindersticks' first album. And I ended up playing in both David Gray and Tindersticks' bands. Mm. And that was surreal. Like, I mean, like, yeah. so that, my 18-year-old self was, like, just kind of, what, how did you manage this? How did you pull <laughs> this off? You know, so, like, there have been things along the way that, yeah, like, that have been pretty magical and and yeah and you just go okay if all paths led to this moment then it was i've you know i've chosen the right direction yeah. so, uh, so the latest chapter like lightning is out now in all city upcoming you got a gig in the sugar club is that right yeah october fuck october 18th thursday october 18th yeah thursday great night to go to the sugar club mm. <laughs> awesome uh david Kidd, thank you very much nice man cheers, cheers brother Fantastic interview there, guys. I think we can all agree. Yeah. I think everyone <laughs> absolutely... Finest work. Everyone brought yeah. it. See you, David. Everyone brought it. <laughs> See you, David. Thanks very much, man. Cheers. Best of luck with everything. And up next, a couple of French guys from France. <laughs> that's, that's not what Rogers Jesus. might say. <laughs> it is, of course, The Blaze with their album Dance Hall, which sounds like this. was Queens off the Blaze dance hall a 10 track effort which we always like on this show a lot of hype mostly from me <laughs> over, over the past year about this act uh, of course I raved about this at Electric Picnic now before we get going we have one rule in particular on the encore and the Hosier thing really kind of tested it last night but something else that tested this week uh, and that rule of course being save it for the pod yeah we're not allowed to discuss Anything. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never Before speak. we get into this room. I don't know how we put the running order together. <laughs> uh, it's mostly been fine, but now that Dahi has joined the fray, we found ourselves in the pub the other night, and yeah. we were like, what do you think? And I was like, no, no. And Brendan Canty was there, Yeah. and he was mouthing off about this album, and I was like, I can't do it. On Twitter this week, our good friend Sean Cabina was like, what's the verdict, man? And I was like, Omerta until Friday, sir. But I can't talk about it until now. And now it's time. 
Here is the long-awaited Blaze album, Dance Hall. It doesn't have territory, so let's get that out of the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, for a second I thought you could say, here is the long-awaited Dave review yeah. of Blaze. <laughs> Craig, I would never be so self-indulgent. <laughs> Who am I? Host? No, I'm not going to So yeah, um, a lot of hype, and I think I'm coming away from this a bit disappointed. I think it's a bit one-dimensional. Uh, Dahi is praying his hands up to heaven. Now, Thank I, you, I, God, I've, that you didn't fucking... Yeah. I've heard some very vociferous takes on this, and I think that's unfair. I do think, though, it's a little bit one-note. And I mean, there was a time when I wondered if these guys could be the new M83, if they could take me to the same places that Anthony Gonzalez has done until he decided to turn into a fucking werewolf or something on that last album. And, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on here to like... It's all quite surface, and I'm a bit confused by it. It is piano house by numbers, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. I, I I can't help but wonder if uh, playing live has affected these guys. So I mean, like we've obviously we've discussed them before. Very quick recap: if you are unfamiliar, a pair of French cousins, one of whom was a full time musician, one of whom was a film student, they linked up for one of his film school projects. And realised, oh hey, we've got something here. Mm-hmm. And obviously from there it was virile, it was territory. You've probably seen the videos online, you know, shit blew up. Basically though, they've been a full-time musical act for little more than a year. And I can't help but wonder if that just came too quickly. And especially if playing live came too quickly. Because there seems so many formulaic build and release moments on this record. That I'm like, yeah. maybe this will yeah. work you know, in a live setting, or maybe this will work, like, if songs are remixed and chopped up and so on and so forth. But here, you could pretty much set your watch to it. Yeah, I'm I'm really, really disappointed with this, this album. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Blaze fan, and I think what you're saying there about how um, they started as kind of almost like a half a film, half a music mm-hmm. project, I think, like, they seem to have gotten away from that, which is such a shame, because the, their strongest moments are when they release this one video with this one track. The, the, song, the songs are always so kind of, like, emotional and so kind of either warm hug or slightly sad or whatever and when they're paired with these really really amazing visuals that's what makes the blaze the blaze they did not need an album from looking at this and like listening to this it feels like such a waste it could have been an ep i would have preferred if they had just released heaven with a video queens with a video and then just like kept doing that like slowly um this feels to me like a rushed album. now i know they announced it a quite some time ago but I think one of the issues might have been that they needed to get this out for their touring schedule mm-hmm. and to build this as much as possible for the winter um, it feels like there's a lot of filler here I mean Places for instance is a shocker of a track I yeah. cannot believe they got that in it feels like a poor Kygo track like it mm-hmm. feels like a serious serious waste the whole thing you're right about the, the I mean their production style is very very simple you kind of know a Blaze track as soon as you hear it um, and this is almost too much of a very simple thing where there, it doesn't go to enough places. There's times when, and this is kind of a weird thing to say, but their their English actually kind of gets in the way. Of Big like time. Can I just listen. say, by the Absolutely. way, uh, first of all, I agree. I think Places is an absolute clunker and I, I really dislike it. Yeah. But I'm stunned that it has taken me this long to realise that the main Blaze vocal technique thing, the motif, right. is Andre the Giant through a pitch shifter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. There is a little bit of that, yeah. yeah there's I mean, nothing wrong with that, but like... Well, there is, like, I mean, it's, it, it's not good. <laughs> Especially I mean, over but, the course yeah, of it, it, it is another you example, well, though, of where, where they, really bad, they place yeah. limitations on themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I go back to kind of formats and stuff, and I agree, Dahi, I don't think they needed an album. Like, they're at a point now where I can't... 
they aren't just musical artists to me. They only work when you have that combination. Completely agree. I mean, they're Big two time. halves. There are so many times in this album where there's just like this long period where, for want of a better way of putting it, nothing happens, yes, right? Yeah. And it's, if, if it there feels was a, so pointless. And if, if there like, was a visual narrative, maybe yeah, you'd yeah. sit through it, but you're kind of just sitting there going, I, I mean, what they even released a video for Queens, like, say, what, a week ago? And that was beautiful and was incredible and, like, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really, really liked that thing. But what's more, frankly, I saw it a long time after I heard the track and I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. this is a vast improvement. I mean, like, it's funny. I think you two were the ones to discuss it when it came out because Dave and I were both away. Are we looking basically at just an album-sized Childish Gambino This Is America issue here? <laughs> yeah, I think where so. Where, r- devoid of the video, we just don't have the same effect. And I th- think stripped of the visuals, they lose all sense of daring. And it mm-hmm. just it kind of reveals how generic a lot of what they're doing is. Like, as you, you talked about the kind of build and release. And they're hitting those markers, but they seem so listless at times. Like, I'm talking about places, not to just pile on, but I was just like, well, this is like a plateau of build and release because there's no real major movement here. It just ambles along, sounding not great. There's some very nice tracks here, and it all kind of sounds quite beautifully produced, but... It's, it's quite interesting as well because I mean we're talking about this whole idea of kind of have they really developed at all I mean yeah. I don't really think they have but then I mean Dave I was talking to you about this at one point where um, Queen's that, that new video is quite interesting if, if people at home want to have a look at it as well I mean they, most of their videos before this has dealt with kind of masculinity really is yeah. the main thing and the Queen's video is almost like a development where they've moved to new pastures they're doing something different they're like looking at two friends or whatever and women of, women women <laughs> that's and, what you're uh, trying to get I thought <laughs> women uh, but like they're, they've moved on thematically from there but their music hasn't moved forward yes, at all yeah, so yeah. like you'd almost say just give us more videos please like. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm coughing uh, yeah I mean maybe this should have been like a Frank Ocean endless situation mm. but also make some stairs make some stairs climb those stairs go to heaven that's what they're doing because the song in here called heaven which is pretty good it could have been a better EP maybe and uh, yeah when we briefly broke our rule Dahi, you did also mention that you felt that like the sequencing on this is way off and like the track listing just doesn't work and I, I think that like yeah. the last track on the album meant oh you feel should, like oh we're getting somewhere that and should it be, ends that, yeah. should be, yeah, yeah, yeah. that should be the opening track <laughs> I mean the mix it's a really pro- sinister and kind of spooky strange song and, and it builds and it kind of stops you like okay if that was the opening track you'd be like we're in for a fucking thrill yeah, yeah, plus yeah. the track that precedes it is Faces which is the track that played over their credits when the kind of you know machine yeah. screen thing they were in a picnic closed uh, yeah it's it's really it, it, it feels stitched together like as if Craig was repurposing the track listing for you know an already <laughs> don't tempt me coherent. I actually I actually started to do this yeah. and then I was like, hang on, what am I doing this for? It's their debut. Mm. I'm not Kanye West, <laughs> but no, I think it has to go down as a fairly colossal disappointment. But at the same time, you know, having been to that gig and having known their previous work, I'm not going to write them off or anything. But see, it's going to be quite a, interesting it, now because it's a misstep. What you didn't realize, I mean, we were right up at the front of that gig, but I had to leave early because I, I had my own gig actually. But uh, oh, we left out to the side, and when I went to the side, the tent was actually only half full. I thought it was full. I don't think there's as many people you... who know about the Blaze as we actually. No, think no, there. they're definitely I, like they blew up to a degree, but they're still niche enough. Well, yeah, and as I said to Dolly, I think the other thing is that like they they are fully international in that. And like some people yeah, know yeah. them, they everywhere. have rabid fans everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, with with the whole package, they've been so good up until now. Of like, we talk a lot about like world building and stuff, and mm-hmm. they seem to have that and a real yeah. identity in saying things. And when you just have this album, it's just like it's a universe that's just it's like pristine showrooms filled with not a lot. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a letdown. Yeah. 
It's almost fitting that the album artwork appears to be like some kind of tall building because they're stuck. They're it's stuck a, yeah. in this in proper this, HLM sort of terror block. Yeah, limited space. Yeah, it's odd. It's very odd. To me. And you would have thought, if anything, that that they would not fall foul of would be that that they would be able to just constantly find light and you know burst through walls. Is it being received well in general? Does anyone? No, know? it got five point seven in Pitchfork, uh, and I, I only got a handful of reviews, which also speaks to your thing that they're not as big as we think they are. Yeah. Uh, middling, I would say. I've seen a couple people stick the boot in. I've seen a couple people say like it actually is quite life affirming. They're always going to have the albatross around the neck of having released what will undoubtedly be the best track and video that they're ever going to make first. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no, that wasn't their first one. First of all, it was first. Well, I mean, in terms of uh, Vero, Vero, oh, real <laughs> fan, who, real fan who? That's just first Who just first one? I tell you, listen, you know Damn what? It. I tell you what, my <laughs> right lads, you can <laughs> measure your dicks later. <laughs> all right, Damn Can I leave episodes. before they do? 130 <laughs> episodes, doggy. That's when. That's when you can start to get cocky. Okay, <laughs> it's a six out of ten for me. Yeah, it's a six for me too. I'll give it a six. Yeah, uh, I'll give it a five point five. Okay, all right. Napapian lads, <laughs> <laughs> I practiced French to interview the Blaze at Electric Picnic. <laughs> by the way, yeah. What did you practice? What's that? What did you practice? Oh, just some basic pleasantries and a few phrases to differentiate like music and lyrics and production. That's a yeah. journalist right there. Just be désolé, le blaze. Dahi, seeing as you have decided to step into the Dave Hanready host role, why don't you lead in the remaining four <laughs> songs of the week that we have this week? Uh, am I giving numbers or am I just calling? That's up to you, man. You're numbers. on the fly. Well, I'm going to go into the the best track that we got this week on songs of the week, and that is Silk City and Dua Lipa's track uh, Electricity. So yeah, so that was uh, uh, Electricity by Silk City and Dua Lipa. Silk City is a kind of a joint project between Diplo and Mark Ronson. Yeah, it's kind of like a kind of a house gimmick for the two of them, isn't it? Yeah, they wanted to do disco, was what they said on their press releases, but like, this, throwback is, this house, isn't really yeah. this throwback house. The um, best track of the week. Are yeah, I'm going to have to pull them up are on you that. <laughs> are you joking? Yeah, in my opinion, it was, this it was is great. garbage. I hate this. I really, this really so like This is so bad. This, okay, you want to talk about generic piano house. Here it is. All right, uh, you're splitting the room in half right here. Because oh, yeah. I'm not going to say I love this track, but this is basically what I would have expected the Calvin Harris Dua Lipa song that we Completely. got at the start of the summer to yeah. be like. And I, in wish, fact, I more, wish it had come out in the start of the summer because it would have been the summer hit. Like, Yeah. I mean, well, what are you holding on to in this song that's like worthy of? I can't. I'm not hearing it. Like, well, it's I think it's just so. It's kind of like it's slick. It's warm. I mean, I like the piano anyway. Like, I like that classic piano. I mean, what's really interesting about it? I was kind of listening to it going like, this is weird because it feels like a kind of a 2012 like house track does yeah, those pop house stuff, yeah. which is kind of interesting because like I, I was into that anyway. So, but like it's kind of interesting that I, like is that coming back up again? Are, are we going I back to that? I think that's now? a problem for me. It sounded like a kind of facsimile of a facsimile. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. just sure. I, I don't know. Overly no, familiar, so to speak. It's, I think it's no a real sense of uh, its own identity. Yeah. Kind of I thing. mean, one question that I would ask the two of you though is like, do you think that she has presence on this track? Uh, that's yeah. That's where I wanted to go with this because once again, and especially having seen her dominate the main stage at Electric Picnic so strongly, 
She clearly has star power and an aura. I'm still not feeling it. I think my pr- problem might have been the, ly- the lyrics. because They're not just, about anything. No, they're not really about anything, but if they're about anything, it's kind of like, oh, it's like a bloke in trouble and I will surrender this everything and help you out. This is and- an excuse to make a video in which Dua Lipa isn't wearing many clothes and has blonde hair and is milling that's around. Maybe a bit harsh. Weird. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> no, say. that's what it is. This is image. This is like complete and utter, like, because they just put out the expanded edition of her fucking album. Yeah. And then this is suddenly around the corner as well. This is just the next step in the market. But is this the first track from the Silk City? Yeah, like I assume no, they're like, going to have more. No, it's not. But is this a once off? They came up with a, their own name just for this. This is cynical. They, this is cynical pop. How, how am I, are you not seeing I think this? it's a brilliant pop tune. I think oh, it's going to be all gosh. over radio as well. I think, I think it's very, very good. Yeah, it will be because it's algorithm friendly. I think it's got no friendly. soul. I think it's got no soul. <laughs> and speaking of soul, how's your again? <laughs> We've got more to say. Speaking of soul, it's Kanye West. Diamonds on my bus now. Ooh, fuck. What's the time? Oh, yeah. Me and smoke perp sipping train. Ooh, fuck. She take lines. You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. You're such a fucking hoe. When the first time they ask you, you want sparkling or still? Are you trying to act like you was drinking sparkling water before you came out here? You're such a fucking, I'm a sick fuck, I like a quick fuck. I'm a sick fuck, I like a quick fuck. I'm a sick fuck, I like a quick fuck. I'm a sick fuck, I like a quick fuck. I'm a sick fuck, I like a quick fuck. I like my dick suck. I buy you a sick truck. With Lil Pump. Whew. And yeah. a comedian by the name of Adele Givens. Yeah. The song is called "I Love It." It dropped at the Pornhub Awards, of which Kanye Best place for it. of which Kanye was the creative director. <laughs> I think it was nuts. Did you see the pictures from that? It's yeah, ridiculous. It I did not die because I don't go in for that kind ah, of thing. Here. Um, Just when you think he can't get any more, there's like, a surreal. red tube guy. <laughs> I understand that he designed the awards themselves and also styled uh, the hosts and that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. he's all about it. And then this track came along with a video directed by Spike Jones, in which him and Little Pump are milling around a corridor wearing oversized suits. It's quite funny. It is pretty funny. And Tony looks like <laughs> he like is having old. the most amount yeah. of fun that he's had in years. It's like that yeah. old ludicrous video, isn't it? It is yeah, actually. Yeah. It's a good show. This song uh, unfortunately gives ammunition to those who say that Kanye doesn't really care anymore and has lost his bite. Oh, completely. This is one of the worst songs I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'm, you know, here we go. Like, you don't like, like the McLovin reference. Twelve years <laughs> yeah. on, right? your boyfriend is a dork. It wasn't mad about the blaze think this is trash come at me anyone who thinks I'm a fanboy this, <laughs> this is garbage and I wish Kanye West would, would, would do something a little bit different also what's more if you think that like what is it 28 year old Hayley Williams having regret of lyrics that she wrote <laughs> is some little, sort of little pump 48 year old little, little pump is, is going to be oh, I don't damn. know much about no, little like, pump they're pump. already old enough to know that like you are <laughs> is, ho love it is like, little pump nope, uh, lads, look, come like, on. what age is little pump Ah, uh, he's a he's younger, a younger fella, yeah, like, yeah. but nonetheless. But he's like, he's a big draw here. on the old YouTubes by all accounts. Like, this has been racking up good Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Yeah, he's the only one who kind of comes out of this with, with, with any kind of like, like, he kind of gets away clean. Why like, does I don't he get away clean? Because we expect Kanye to like, not do this juvenile. Okay, do for, we? I don't know. Okay, do we? No, for yeah. example, okay, hang on. I mean, like, if you look at a song like, for example, like the new workout plan, which pissed off a lot of people back in the day, yeah. versus this, at least that song had like some satire in it. It had some clever like fucking and the beats good. and the beats great. Yeah. This is that just, can like 
deep Chicago stomp. Yeah. This like, is as yeah. throwaway as it gets, but yeah, but in the video, Kanye like is very happy, so I don't he, know. He's I mean. fresh from releasing that ecstasy song as well, where he talks about wanting to have sex with all his sisters and all. Yeah, yeah, like, you not, know what I mean? So I don't take these singles. He just have fun with it. I don't yeah. take these singles seriously. Like They're almost like not canon. Yeah, oh yeah. No, that's, that's a good shit. Really good shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would we also it's make but would we also make Amazing. this allowance for anybody else? Like would we be like would we condemn no. someone who like put these out? Would would we care as much if it wasn't Kanye? West? Probably not. That's the thing. And I I don't know. I just feel like he needs another fucking like he needs another really really good album to happen soon. I don't know if he he's does. Not, well, well, he's, I, I don't see another album for a while, surely. Yeah. I I think I think he needs a break. Yeah. He needs a break, yeah. I'm not really on board. More 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 hope Kanye. Yeah. Go for it, mate. Uh, next up, uh, Lana Del Rey returns uh, in a Father John Misty disguise. This is Mariner's <laughs> apartment complex. The people can change, but you don't have to leave her when everyone's talking. You can make a stand. Because even in the dark, I feel your resistance. You can see my heart burning in the distance, baby, baby, baby. I'm your man. I mean, seriously, you took my sadness out of context at the Mariner's apartment complex. <laughs> I ain't no candle in the wind. I really like Joshua, that opener. Joshua Tillman is pumping his fist <laughs> yeah. somewhere, just going, yes, that. my reputation lives on. Uh, Lana, Del- Lana Del Rey's... <laughs> well, he might as well be. Uh, after, after that record, Dave... What? Was that, was a six out of ten? Get in the, get in the, get in the ground. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> get in the, the ground. <laughs> this is the first of two singles that were due this week, apparently, from Lana Del Rey. That's by, correct, yeah. There's some chance, perhaps, that the second one, Venice Beach, I believe, will have dropped the, uh, by the water, time... The, Lana uh, Del Rey, like, I know. Fucking song generator website right Yeah, there. I know. But uh, anyway. I thought this was really dull and it oh, made me it, want to go asleep. Yeah, I thought it was gorgeous. So it was, I thought it continued in the vein of Lust for Life because it's got that folky thing. She's tapping into like psychedelic Americana. Yeah, whatever the, way they produce her voice, yeah. she's, like it sounds super old in a really, really nice way, yeah. I thought. And I think, yeah, it's not like obvious, but it reveals that, itself yes, more and more on, you know, after listens. I thought the lyrics were pretty strong as well, actually. I thought um, the lyrics I thought, yeah, I thought the lyrics were okay. Song-wise, uh, I think it probably doesn't stand up, but I kind of didn't. I can't recall it, if you know what I mean, yeah. even though I've listened to it a lot of It doesn't make much of an impact. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I will give her major props for one thing, uh, that she has clearly gone into the studio with Jack Antonoff and let him near nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, after having him ruin album after album last year, is a delightful I'm, treat. I'm so concerned, and yeah, it just sounds like that kind of that stuff she was doing she on the last She just put him in the corner with yeah. like a box of crayons yeah. or something you and sort of amuse yourself. Yeah, I got blues, this. kind of Mellotron stuff going on. It's Yeah, I thought, I thought it sounded great. I work great. in an office where uh, there's a... <laughs> I work in an office. <laughs> I'm an office worker. <laughs> it's a very erratic music situation in an office. Uh, sometimes you're treated to Hey Soul Sister by train three times a day and you want to defenestrate yourself. Uh, <laughs> however, twice in the space of ten minutes, that fun song came on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not the one that you're thinking, the other one. Uh, there's another one. There's another one. And it's got this weird like marching band like, whoa, thing going on. And it's disgusting. It's I her, know the one, yeah, sorry, I got oh, you. Oh, it's yeah. so yeah. fucking yeah, bad, yeah, yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. it. This is something, da, da, yeah. Da, da, yeah. <laughs> this is something, yeah. why this means what? Yeah, it's it, disgraceful, yeah. so fuck you, Jack Antonoff. Uh, the real <laughs> best song of the week, closes out our songs of the week, Rostam is back with In a River. In a river, in the dark 
Dottie's making a face. Nah, mate. Nah, wait. Dottie's nah. making a face. And nah. I just want to say, I fell in love with this it's song. A fall first from grace sight. for Rustin. No, really? it is not. This song is beautiful. I was really it's a bit disappointed. It, 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 it is, is very mandolin. Yeah, that'll be the mandolin. He does, he does employ <laughs> a mandolin. That was. I was like, this sounds shockingly like a mandolin. <laughs> I would also say, though, that for a guy who's such a tour de force in studio, this sounds like the unplugged song at the end of a set. That's what it is, kind of. Like, like he said that this was he didn't put a bunch of bells and whistles on this when he recorded in front of it, like a, an audience in the studio. Or something. Yeah, I just don't think it's very good. Then I think it's a gorgeous song. Lyrics are great. It yeah. makes me wish I went to that fucking midnight gig that I didn't go to. Like, uh, he's spellbinding, and, I, and I'm really into it. I, it, I, I think it's real. Yeah, I like the subject matter. I mean, songs about kind of skinny dip and always seem weirdly wistful. Yeah, there's a vibe of <laughs> early Bunny Bear parts as well, and kind of it's fine. Like, it's grand. It's not great. No, it's not. And I think you think again, the Dua Lipa his, song is better. I do, one hundred percent. Yes, his I do. His voice is still when you know the kind of vocalist he's worked with. I just keep thinking, I wish he was getting a vocalist in for his stuff. I yeah, mean, I just right, find like, yeah, it yeah. quite limiting. <laughs> he's not like Bernard Sumner. No, no, he's not. But I just feel like they these tunes kind of can deserve more. Maybe it's because I've been treated to his work. So if he was to do that, do you reckon like he should go after maybe a Hamilton Lighthouser or something? Oh, that would fit in. There's a lot of Hamilton in this. I feel like he rubbed off in terms of the aesthetic of this tune. I was listening to uh, a different podcast. Sorry? Um, Is this Spotify thing dissect? Have you? It's not Spotify. Spotify are trying. It's a genius. To, no, Spotify are trying to basically make it look like it's theirs, but apparently it isn't. There's this whole what is it? Dissect podcast. It's basically they've done Kanye West. And it's Frank huge Ocean, deep dives on kind of albums. Oh, they go yeah. through an album and they, each episode is a song. It's quite but, exhausting once you get to the lyrics and they just go. And this line means this. But there was a really interesting just Rostam related thing where they're talking about Ivy from Frank's um, Frank Ocean's Blonde and the guitars which he added to that song and kind of made it were based on the Strokes Under Control. So there you go, oh, very good. fans. Uh, have there you go. listened to? There you like, go. Camel has three eyelids. A cow has three stomachs. <laughs> Dolly, what do you got? <laughs> One stomach. <laughs> oh, very good. And that's why we've signed him on a permanent basis. So, uh, other listening corner. I've been listening to Alkaline Trio. They're still going, and I saw that their new album, which I did not know was out, was getting really rave notices. Gave it a, a whirl. And it's perfectly fine. It's a good Alkaline Trio album. Matt Skiba gets some stuff to do, having been given nothing to do on that terrible Nick 182 album he was on two years ago. But uh, I was kind of surprised by those notices. It's grand, and I grew up very much loving Alkaline Trio. guess it's good that they're still out there. But the real story of the week, Craig, how do I pronounce this man's name? Eve Toomer. Eve Toomer with Safe in the Hands of Love. Now, that's a fucking album. It's one of the best of the year, probably, right? It's really good. Um, yeah, uh, I've kind of found this guy fascinating for a good while. Um, he does really interesting just... Uh, you can't, like, pigeonhole him whatsoever. Um, like, I was thinking of... Um, when I interviewed Ed Sheeran a few years ago, and he was talking about, yeah, you know, we're like the iPod generation, and, like, we listen to so much stuff that that just feeds into the music. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, good for you. But, like, none of your songs sound like that. This sounds like <laughs> proper, like, next generation of, I'm listening to everything, and I can take control of jazz, or I can it can be no- pure noise, or it can be, like, a sample of some 80s tune just drifting in, and it's just cool. fantastic. Um, I'm listening to uh, George Fitzgerald's All That Must Be. I don't think you guys covered 
this in March, did you? Um, it, it came out in March and it, it's this incredible record that features guys like Bonobo as well. Um, really, really good electronic record. Um, definitely worth a listen. It's uh, talks about it. He used to live in Berlin and now he's moved to London. Um, and that kind of culture shock of changing from one place to another. He has a kid now, so he's had this like huge life change. Yeah. Um, and that this this album kind of soundtracks that, and it's uh, definitely worth a listen. It's very, very good. I've been listening to Into the Blue Light, which is a new retrospective album from Paul Simon, kind of going back to some of his lesser known work nice. and re-recording it and stuff. And I think I mentioned shortly after the gig, he had like this like string quartet or, or string group um, with him. I think they're called Y Music. And uh, yeah, they're featured on a couple of these. And yeah, they really kind of reinvent them. And Renee and George McGreed after the war is... Absolutely incredible. That does sound great, but Dave, is this not the part where you're supposed to go, oh, you're listening to old music as you would with me? (laughs) I feel like I've learned a lesson this week. (laughs) And that lesson is to be more mindful of... Other people, no way. Society. (laughs) Society. So I want to thank... Something we can all take away. I want to thank thank, um, emotional troubadour Andrew Hosier-Byrne for teaching me that lesson. Uh, This has been the encore for the week, guys. This episode was lovingly engineered by our superb sonic architect, Eve Murray. And for our exit music, who else but our special guest, David Kitt. We will go with the closing track from his new EP, Like Lightning, which is out now on All City Records. Go and check it out. Go and buy it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This song is called Your Blues, and it's fucking beautiful. My name is David William Hanrady. This has been No Encore. There will be No Encore. And this is David Kitt with Your Blues.
This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the Hydration Watermelon Smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks. Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.